Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't know what he drinks. I just grab whatever. I'm like, cider. Uh, I'm gonna drink that. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, uh, thank you, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, this is the first official Black and Sprout co- podcast. Uh, so thankful that you all are listening. Uh, today, I am here with a newly promoted individual <laughs> who goes by the name of. Odell. Odell. (laughs) Glad to have you here with us, Odell. Uh, I'm so thankful that you're in town. uh, And it was great to hear about your your promotion. Thank Uh, you. uh, We'll definitely get to that in a little bit. Okay. But um, I think we just want to get started uh, talking a little bit about um, what you were up to before you got to Sprout Mm -hmm. um, and how you ended up making that journey to Sprout Social. Good deal. Um, so the, the organization that I was at before Sprout was a company known as Market Wired. Uh, so they, as a company, if you're not familiar with it, they um, uh, focused on press distribution, right? So sending out press releases. When I started that company, there was a focus of sending out press releases on social media, right? And yeah. so sending it out on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. And so there was a new product that they started to sell at that time. Um, and that's how I got introduced to selling social media software, right? It was based on oh, that new no. program and platform that they had brought into place. Um, they also acquired a company known as Sysimos at uh, that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, again, I was, that's when I really started selling social listening, uh, social media uh, solutions and platforms. Oh. Um, what brought me to Sprout was the second part of that question. Yeah, yeah. What brought you to Sprout? Like, uh, I mean, what from your experiences was kind of like leading you mentally to like uh, start looking and then yeah. ultimately like what led to your decision that, that Sprout was going to be a good place for you? Yeah, 100%. Uh, for me, my experiences is 12 years in sales, right? And, and so throughout that process and throughout that journey and even, you know, coming to Sprout, it's been an interesting experience with dealing with sales at other organizations and experiencing toxic behaviors, right? Uh, (laughs) To say the least. Yeah. Um, So obviously MarketWire was was an awesome company, Uh, uh, not talking bad at all about the organization, but for me in terms of what I was looking for, uh, it it went beyond just how much money I can make as a sales rep, right? right? So, with even searching for the type of organization and type of place that I would want to work, I, I thought that it would be helpful to start from the top down, right? So yeah. looking at leadership, uh, looking at culture, um, because to me, you know, the type of place that I want to work, I want to make sure that uh, that type of environment is created from the top, right? So Absolutely. I took my time in in researching Justin, uh, other leaders and executives that were working at Sprout, some of the you know founders, and just started doing my research, just digging into uh, what they thought in terms of what made a good organization great, right? Um, getting a sense of like if you just take a look at Justin's Twitter feed, right? He's he's very opinionated just in terms of where he stands. Yeah, um, he has a lot of conviction behind how he feels around diversity and just different things like that. I was honestly inspired by that that's dope um and and from there right after taking a look at the people behind the organization that's when i started to focus on the actual organization itself right so the operational side of it what do they sell what is the product but i my decision first came from who are the people running the organization and that's what inspired me to start looking at sprout yeah you know what's really interesting about that is 
Is that the fact that you mentioned is his Twitter feed? And this was what you started working at Sprout probably like five, six years ago. Something, yeah, twenty fourteen like, is when I started. Like that. Yep. Yeah. Do you think that the the job that you had, where you were kind of already selling social media yeah. software, kind of triggered this thought in your mind that you could like research um, the CEO of different companies, yep. like um, literally on on social media, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it was because at that time, right? So this was five years ago. And in, in social and in this space, five years can feel like 10 years, yeah. right? Time <laughs> works a little bit differently when it comes to social. So at that time, we were still trying to sell the the value of social, right? Right. Um, a lot of executives and leadership teams in other organizations, they really didn't see the value. So it was a hard sell. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, right. So when I would prospect, I would actually prospect on LinkedIn. I would prospect on Twitter and take a look at like an organization's Twitter feed. So that was things that I was doing on my own. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see how that's evolved. Like that's commonplace right now. That's just what you do, right. If you're looking to prospect into an account, but I took, you know, a lot of the same things that I did at my job and applied that to how I would research Sprout, right? And so looking at, you know, company pages, news on the company page, just me getting a good sense of what drives this organization and does it align with my personal thoughts and feelings and what I think is important. Dope. How would you, what what advice would you give to a, a job searcher now trying yeah. to find that information about an organization that they're they're interested in? Yeah, I think that my advice that I would give is is first to focus on the people, right? And again, uh, to my point before, taking a look at who's running the organization, right? Um, who's on their board? Uh, who, and just whatever public information that you can find behind who's making a lot of these decisions. Again, a lot of that, it starts from the top down in terms of how to build culture, right? Like culturally yeah. isn't built from the bottom up. Um, In my opinion, I feel that if you have a solid level of leaders who set a standard in terms of morals and ethics and integrity and what they stand for and and uh, providing that value prop, you can attract so many people just based on what that leadership team is pushing out there. Right. So I I think that if if someone takes the time to do that research, not just about the product. Right. Like, don't start focusing on the product and how great that will be to sell it like that's great, obviously. Um, uh, don't also just, you know, focus on the culture reviews that you read online, you know, that's still important. But to me, a, a big focus should be on focusing around the leaders who are uh, pushing some of those decisions that hopefully help define the culture. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the power of positivity and leadership and, and trying to, like, get people to you know uplift themselves goes a a long long way and it's it's really attractive for sure it's it's a the way that i look at it is it's it's a human decision right so sometimes when it comes to making decisions what we tend to do is we get very convoluted in in the process of why and how and, and just thinking about so many little nuanced things to where you spend weeks and months and years before you actually make a decision of what you want to do right right I feel that everything starts with um, the interaction of, of people and the people that you're around, right? And I think that if you, you focus there, uh, what type of environment do you want to be around? What type of people do you want to learn from? Uh, who would you want to help improve? And just 
again, kind of focusing on the people first and then having, you know, your decision flow from there. Um, I think it becomes a much harder decision when you focus on the tactical pieces. Right. So what's the product? Um, what do they sell? Will I enjoy selling that? Those are all yeah. great questions <laughs> to ask, but just start with digging into the people that are already there and then finding out if you would be a good fit to that. Yeah, that's true because there's there's ebbs and flows to your, your general interest in like any particular product. And, you right. know, once you once you learn enough about it, like maybe maybe it becomes a little more boring, but your interactions that you have with the people around you, like those are like different and changing and you just want you want that the positivity to be a constant thing. Though. And that's what you yeah. remember, right? Yeah. So so you will continue to evolve in your career, uh, do different roles, try different things. The, the one thing that you remember is who you worked with, right? The experience that you had while you were at that organization, specific people to say that this person, I remember this person helped me or this person did that, right? So I, yeah. I feel that just starting, starting there uh, is hopefully helpful. That's what's up. So speaking of the people yeah. that you work with, uh, let's talk about how your experience of like coming to work at Sprout. What was uh, what was that kind of uh, interview process and discovering what your new role was going to be mm-hmm. um, and deciding if if now that you knew the culture was going to be a good fit, like mm-hmm. if if that role, the opportunity was the right thing for you? Yeah, for, for me, um, I'm, a, I'm a big picture thinker where if I can get behind the vision, everything else will figure out, right? So th- there's a lot of hard problems that you have to solve uh, in sales, uh, scenarios that you cannot control. I can't make somebody sign on the dotted line, right? <laughs> yeah. What, what I've been able to learn um, in my process of doing sales is just being able to control what you can't control, right? Right. And so um, with coming to Sprout, meeting the people, finding out, hey, I, I think that this is a great opportunity. Uh, when I got my offer, the SVP literally reached back out to me like 10 minutes later and said, hey, I want to throw out a curveball for you, right? Like we're trying to pilot something new. I don't have all the answers for you. I don't know if this is something that's going to, you know, turn into something else. But, you know, what are your thoughts about trying to build this out? At that stage, I was sold on the vision of Sprout, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a person that I gravitate sometimes to hard problems and figuring that out. That's what I enjoy. Uh, so for me, it was a, it was an easy yes. Right. Like, because again, my decision-making process started with the people who would I want to work around, right? Who would I want to be involved with and learn from and hopefully help mentor other people? Um, I think that being able to take certain chances throughout your career are important obviously learning and knowing when to say no to certain things that just don't feel right. Right. But if someone has sold you on their vision and this is what we're trying to do, I'll figure out all the details, right? We'll figure that out as we go. Um, but again, that's just based on my personality. I, I tend to be a big picture person and it takes uh, time to figure out some of those little nuanced things, right? Within a right. company. Uh, you don't know that until you try. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember we we talked a little bit and you you kind of talked about the evolution of um, process here at Sprout and mm-hmm. like, uh, like how would you describe uh, the growth in terms of um, like all the small changes and like how it was before and, yeah. and how it is now and, and how we've grown? That's that's a really good segue, too, because when I started five years ago, processes were completely different. There were so many different iterations of what we do um, from a billing perspe- 
perspective to how we close contracts and Salesforce iterations, right? Um, for me, you know, I, I try to not get caught up in that, right? Because a lot of people are frustrated. So, right, you have a new company, expect a lot of change, right? There, there's things that are going to change, uh, processes that are going to change. It's been very interesting to see the evolution of where we are today, because to me, from my perspective, it's com completely a 180 change. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting. It, it's complete. And again, right, it's just my perspective. I know yeah. that uh, process changes can be challenging for people. It's challenging for me, too. Right. But just from my perspective, to see where things started at Sprout when it, when it was a 150 person company to now where it's a 600 plus you know person company, night and day. Um, I try to communicate that to people that I talk to, right? So think about even Justin's vantage point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the people that actually started this company and this organization, like we know that you see challenges now, but just know that we've spent the last nine years, you know, getting to this place and just respect the fact that we have a vision in mind, right? And so right. for me, a way that I didn't get caught up in the challenges behind the process was again, just falling back to, to the vision. So do I trust Justin's vision? Do I tr trust the founder's vision? All that other stuff will be figured out, right? I, I can't control a process change. That's not a part of my role, right? Right. But what can I control, right? I can control my attitude towards it. I can control the focus of my day-to-day -day and my job, right? I have a sense of uh, reassurance as long as I can trust that there's a vision there and we're being driven in the right direction. When I don't see things being driven in the right direction, that's right. when I have concern. Right. Because now we're not we're not aligned with the vision. Right. Yeah. Now we're floating off into something that I don't trust. I don't know. Right. That's when I get concerned. And I haven't seen that as route. That's dope. Yep. Um, yeah. And I, I think that that attitude and perspective probably to me is what has contributed a lot to. Um, to your your success here i, I was Thank having you. a chat with uh, michelle bess um, our dei director yes. and uh you know she was singing your praises about oh, uh, uh just general like black excellence and um your your ability to uh navigate the waters here mm -hmm. um at sprout and and learn about the culture and learn how to adapt and change mm -hmm. um maybe you could give us a little bit of background about like what your first official title was um, and where you are kind of now with like your new promotion and um, how you were thinking about things then, uh, how you kind of transformed yeah. as you went and adapted and um, what you're thinking uh, in the future. Yeah, I know so, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was, let me unpack that as best I can. So uh, the first part of that question is, you know, the, the title that I had when I first started Sprout. Yeah. So the, my, my official title was like new business growth AE uh, because the initiative at the time was a lot of what I'm, I've been doing today as a CDAE, yeah. which is trying to grow our current customer base. Excuse me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, trying to grow our current customer <laughs> base. Um, but at that time, we've never tried that. So in 2014, Sprout was heavily focused on incoming trials, right? Okay. So when they mentioned, you know, an AE at Sprout, that meant someone who was work in a trial funnel of accounts. Right. They weren't really heavily focused on proactively outbounding. Based on my experience, um, being in, in new business sales for at that point, eight years, uh, the SVP at the time thought it would be a great fit to try this out with the right. rep who has done this in the past. So he, he knows how to outbound, he knows how to make calls and dials. 
Um, so that was the official title, kind of like New Business Growth AE. Um, I did that along with four other reps at the time. We all were piloting it, piloting it at the time. Um, that then transitioned into piloting what is now the BDR SDR team. Oh wow! Right. So okay. we learned a lot during that process of of you know reaching out to our current customers, trying to grow new accounts. Um, that data that we took away from that, uh, we applied it to okay, let's start a BDR SDR team, right? And so. Uh, did that for a few different months uh, until I decided to transition over into becoming a customer success manager. Now, at that time, they gave me a choice to say I can either remain on this BDR team, right, uh, that we're trying to grow and scale out, or you can transition into becoming, uh, you know, going on the acquisition side and working the trial funnels, or you can become a customer success manager. Um, I thought that that was great that they even gave me options because <laughs> they could have just said, this is what you're doing right now right. because this is our focus. Yeah. But for me, uh, just in terms of my career, I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to take a step back to a BDR, right? I, I've done that before in my career. I took yeah. a step back to a BDR and I've done that role. I wanted to do a role that I could control, right? Again, just going back to controlling what I can control, right. having a book of business, having a group of named accounts that I can reach out to. Um, and I also saw an opportunity with uh, the lack of sales experience that was on that team. So it was very reactive at that time. Customer success, you know, we they just waited for people to reach out to them and then they answered questions. I thought that that was a great opportunity, right? Yeah. Uh, to approach customers from a different uh, uh, angle. I'm not a hard seller, but I know what questions to ask, right? I know how to dig deeper in a conversation. Yeah. So I took those skills, my sales skills, and applied that to the customer success side. I then transitioned over into becoming uh, and piloting what now has become the CDAE role. Right. Uh, I did that pilot simultaneously while working as a customer success manager. Okay. Um, did it for close to a year learned a lot, created a lot of processes, gained a lot of data around our customers, uh, how do we sell to our current customers, all that stuff, uh, I applied to to the CDAE role, right? Yeah, how did you, um, how did you get started with that, that pilot? Was it um, like getting stakeholder approval? Did they come to you? Yeah. Um, like, what was that like? So my director at the time, um, he's, he's no longer here, but he was with the company, I think, for close to a year. Yeah. And uh, again, I was a customer success manager. Right. Yeah. And so what we started to notice that, hey, Odell, like you seem to be growing a lot of your current customers, but also retaining, you know, 98 to 99 percent. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. Like, how do we <laughs> how do we mimic that? Because, again, the, the team originally was never really focused on selling. They just were waiting for customers to ask questions for the most part and, 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 and not taking anything away from their role in their job at that time. But that's just, it was defined to me as a reactive role. Right. Um, it sparked a conversation between myself and uh, my director. And we literally sat down during my one-on-one -on -one and I talked to him about, you know, if I go this route, if we start to pilot this again, like you have to give me some level of ownership of what we do and what we don't do, because I don't want to make the same mistakes I made when we first started. Right. Like let's not go through and make some of the same mistakes I made for the first year when I was at Sprout. Right. Yes. Um, so just having that honest conversation of, of what my expectations were for piloting something like that, 
luckily he he was open to the fact that hey if this is what you want to do like i trust you to run it i trust you to do it obviously i'm here to support and help um but i think just stepping out and saying hey like this is an awesome idea but here are the expectations right that that i'm looking for um and it aligned right he gave me the flexibility to create my own emails and create my own sales processes he didn't really stop me from being as creative as possible to figure this out right that was a huge part of it because he obviously could have said no yeah. It could have been a complete door, right? To, or <laughs> yeah. a closed door, I should right. say. Um, in regards to that, that opportunity expanding. Yeah. So do you, how much do you think um, the fact that you had been at Sprout for a while and you had yeah. kind of a proven track record as opposed to when you first got to Sprout mm-hmm. um, played into uh, his his overall willingness yes. uh, to give you that opportunity. That's a, that's a very good question, man. So it's, um, y- you do have to be thoughtful and mindful of the fact that, let's say I start an organization, right? Or I start at an organization. Be thoughtful and mindful that, you know, even though you've gone through the interview process, there, just being realistic, there is a level of earning someone's trust internally whether you're working with another team member whether you're your manager right like there's a process of just earning trust first you have to approach every relationship in that way whether you're talking to your peers at work your spouse at home right your children you have to earn and establish trust first before certain things are asked before certain things are done right right um whatever that process is for you right but but the idea is that once you prepare yourself to make that ask, you've armed yourself, right? With either things that you've done, things that you've accomplished. So let me give you a good example there. So when becoming uh, a customer success manager, I had to ultimately make an ask for my salary, right? And, right. and, and my comp structure. Um, now that's not something that you know, depending on the situation and scenario, uh, I've not really, you know, I had to take the time to, uh, I feel, I feel earn the ability to ask that question. Right. And to make a suggestion and a recommendation of what I feel I'm worth. Yeah. Right. But it's based off of X, Y, and Z. So it's not just me asking for something because I want to ask like, no, I, I, I created a, uh, a talk track around why I deserve this because that's not their job. That's not their job to, to figure out why I deserve this. It's my job to tell them that, right? And so I think that it, it's very important when navigating through your career, asking and saying what it is you want and where you wanna take things, start to, to create a, uh, what's the best way to put it? Um, you're, you're arming yourself with uh, the reasons as to why. Right. So this yeah. is this is what I want to make. Why? Why should they give you that? Right. So just just look through that. I think it definitely helps in terms of how to navigate asking for certain things. Um, it makes a big difference. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very important lesson in self advocacy. Um, yes. That I I think even myself I you know I've been doing product management for quite some time and I I also don't uh, self advocate or track the things that I I should track in order yep. to be able to self-advocate um, in those kinds of conversations. That That's the that's the word that I was trying to get at, right? To be able yeah. to self-advocate for yourself. I, I think um, 
this is something I've noticed in, in our communities, right? Uh, and this is just from my perspective and experience is that we have trouble in doing that. Uh, we have trouble with, with advocating for ourselves. Sometimes depending on our, our background and, and family upbringing, you're, all, you're, you're told to be quiet a lot. Yeah. You're not really allowed to have a voice and to say, you know, we don't praise yeah. as much as, as, we, as we should sometimes in our community in terms of what people do right. 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 And in encouraging people, we, we tend to uh, at times push people down, right, to stop yeah. you from doing that and, and being proud of yourself. So I think it, it is a skill to learn, to be able to advocate for yourself and to have valid reasons as to why you deserve Right. Because there are valid reasons as to why you deserve that. You just have right. to come up with a way to frame it and communicate it. Yeah. So when did when did you start thinking about this uh, self-advocacy and, and just start kind of taking charge and, and doing that in your own life and career? It's it's been a journey, man. Like I, I the person that I am today is completely different than what I was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, it's been life experiences that ha- that have helped shape my uh, mindset around life, not just work, right? right? How do I apply this behavior at home and with my wife and with my two children? How am I teaching my children, right? All of right. these are life lessons that go far beyond just the four walls that we have here at Sprout. Um, because at some point, you know, you, you leave Sprout, right? And then right. how do you apply what you've learned at another organization? These are life skills, life lessons. And right. I feel for, for me, it's just been a journey of making mistakes, I've learned the most from the mistakes that I've made, but I've also not been afraid to make mistakes. Right. And I I feel that people are afraid to mess up. They're afraid to make a mistake. That's key right there. Yeah. You have to try like this world and and this life is your opportunity to try things out. And so when you say, how do I get better uh, self-advocating for myself? It's because I've had tons of failed interviews, right? (laughs) Where, (laughs) Where I've tried to just like put something and frame something in the right way. And it just didn't come across. So I went right. back, self-reflected. I did my own research and how to communicate certain things in the right way with certain types of people and personality types. Right. It's a process. Yeah. Where. Um, it, but it starts with me. Right. Controlling what I can control. Um, it, it may come across easier for others based on their background and experience. But for me, it was it was a challenge in doing that. And it was just something that I had to learn based on, you know, doing the research, but then also applying it in the real world. OK. Thank you. That makes sense. Or is that no? It, it may, yeah, when I when I just said no, I meant no. Yeah, the, like the mid, the, mid, the Midwestern <laughs> no, it no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it does make sense. Um, so you were offered that role, kind of took charge, given the lead way to set some standards, mm-hmm. and found success with that. Yep. And that is what has led you to your current role. So I'm, I'm a CDM, which is a customer development manager. So yep. instead of working uh, accounts and trying to grow accounts on, in the scale business, I'm yes. actually working and partnering with the CSMs and trying to grow their assigned accounts. Right. Gotcha. So it's a partnered sales process where the CSM focuses on maintaining and retaining that relationship. My focus is to ultimately uh, grow that business, but we have to do that in, in the right way. Right. So I can't be yeah. the pushy sales guy. Yeah. Uh, the way that we, we typically position it is, you know, I'm, I'm a strategic partner, right? I'm help. I'm here to help you learn about products and features that you don't currently have access to. Right. I, I'm the, the bridge between what we offer and, and what you're looking to accomplish. Right. So right. It, it's not a hard sales uh, role. That's not my uh, uh, that's not how I uh, focus on sales at all. Right. So I thought it was just a great fit to be able to partner with that team. So that's what I've been doing the past two years. Okay. 
And so how does that play into the new thing that you're going to be doing as of a couple weeks or I don't know. I, the, yeah. the announcement just went out. I haven't been on Slack, so it's all good. Um, yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't even seen what the official title is. But. I got you. No, it, it'll be manager on growth, sales manager for growth. Okay. And so I'll be working with the the scale AEs. Um, it, it's at this point they're tossing around the idea of having it be agency focus, right? Okay. So focusing on our agency customers and trying to grow that. Um, still shaking out the specifics. I'm not sure who directly would you know report to me at this point. Right. But a sales manager of growth. Nice. Yep. See, and so as you describe it, I'm, I'm noticing <laughs> the thing I'm noticing is Uh-oh. your 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 confidence in the overall vision. So you're not concerned too much about the details of what's going to happen, but you, you, you got you've got it, that man. solid understanding. And you so, got it. Uh, a lot of my questions. So before going through the interview process, I uh, reached out to a lot of different leaders. Right. And uh, I asked them a lot of questions around just where is this going? Right. Where right. what what's the mindset of leadership right now? How do you feel being a leader at Sprout? Right. Yeah. Because, again, my uh, decision making process starts with, uh, uh, you know, I, I have to understand the vision. I have to be sold on the vision and where things are going. The ship will sway. Things will change. Right. People will come and go. But are we still on course? And I wanted to feel confident talking to each one of those leaders that there was a, a clear vision. Uh, but then also, uh, you know, who are those leaders? So it goes back to the people, right? right? How do they treat their team? Uh, where do they stand in terms of morals, integ- integrity, ethics, right? Um, so again, it, it focused on people and vision. If I can feel confident in that, We'll figure everything else out. So, uh, or every, everything else. Um, I don't have to know who directly reports to me right now. I don't have to figure out, well, what's the official start date of having somebody, you know, like those right. nuanced things will be figured out. Um, and I've had that experience of, of stepping into the unknown a lot of times at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that I, I look for that, right? I'm, I'm okay with stepping into the unknown um, as long as I know I'm controlling what I can control and knowing where that vision is headed. Absolutely. So we know you're on board with the vision, Sprout yes, Social. very much so. Um, vision being uh, companies why. So when we think about you, yeah. um, external to Sprout, uh, shift it to, you know, what is, what is your why? Like, uh, what is the thing that drives you in terms of uh, not just career and yeah. your growth in your career, but, um, you know, passions and interests and, and family? Like, what yeah. what is the thing that, gets you up every every morning and drives you to make the kind of decisions that you're making 100 percent first off for me i'm I'm a christian uh so for me my my why is trying to be the best christian that i can be right so uh yeah i did not grow up as a christian uh that wasn't something well we were christians but we were you know (laughs) go to church on on a easter sunday christians (laughs) for the rest of part of the year we don't you know but um, I've, I've been taking that a lot more seriously over the last like five or six years, right? And, and a big reason kind of leads into my, my next why is that um, my wife and my kids, right? So when I had an actual family yeah. that you know, I'm, I'm responsible for, uh, I'm the sole provider in my home, right? People are depending on me. Uh, my, my oldest daughter is five, my youngest son is two, but they're getting to an age where they 
they're looking at every single thing that I do, every single thing that I say, right? Right. Um, I took time to self-reflect and and got real with myself to say, who am I today, right? Being asking a very honest question, and where do I need to improve? What are things that I should be doing to become a better human being, (laughs) right? To become a better person for, first of all, for my my family, my wife, my children. that's my why, right? And so thinking about, again, relationships and the people. Um, what relationship do I want to have with God, right? What relationship do I want to have with my wife? What relationship do I want to have with my children? That, that requires me to do first self-reflection um, and understanding, you know, where I am. How does my wife feel about me? Yeah. Right? Well, how does she look at me? When she talks about me to someone else, what does she say, right? So just right. getting real with, who I am and uh, not getting too personal or anything like that, but I am a 180 version of who I was. I've been married the past eight years. Um, my wife has seen me go through transitions. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a, there were, again, my, my back, I'm West side of Detroit, man. I'm, I'm born and raised in the city. Yeah. Uh, my experiences to a degree reflect that. Um, there was a lot that I had to learn in terms of business acumen, how to be professional, things that nobody actually I had around to learn from. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it, it, it took a lot. And again, it was a journey of just figuring out the type of person that I wanted to be when I left the room and what people said about me. Um, and realizing that these relationships that I'm building right now are very important. And so if I have a spouse, if I have children, uh, am I presenting my best self to them and doing it in a natural way? Right. Like at this point, this is who I am. I'm not, I'm literally not the person I was uh, because I didn't force it. It took time to actually learn and go through this experience, right? Make mistakes uh, and figure all that stuff out along the way to where now I look back and say, wow, who was that person, you know, eight, nine, 10 years ago? Like, yeah. I want to talk to that dude. And, and um, so it's been an interesting process. But yeah, the, the idea I would say is that a constant focus on making sure that I'm bringing my best self. And, and again, the way that I phrase it is that when I leave the room, what it, what does somebody say? Yeah. I got to tell you, I, that is uh, amazingly compelling uh, why. And uh, yeah. like, I wish that people who are listening to this or watching this uh, could just feel the, the energy that's emanating from you. Um, it, it, is, it is powerful, oh, I, I have to say. Um, yeah, so so thank you for that answer, um, and that's actually uh, the, the final question that that we've got for you. Uh, oh, wow. And I I really truly appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. I know you're you're coming in from coming in from Michigan uh, today <laughs> for the interview, and uh, we were just able to snag this little little bit of time with you at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, you came in uh, looking refreshed and thank came you. in with energy, despite it being the, the end of the day. So obviously when you leave the room, there's there's going to be positive thoughts about you coming for me. So thank you very Likewise. much, Odell. Can I say, I, I just want to say thank you back too. So I, I appreciate you even doing something like this and creating something like this, right? So from my perspective, again, I, I was a black person, one of two when I first started, Yeah. right? Um, to see again, just the evolution of where we are today to literally doing a podcast, 
yeah uh black at sprout podcast (laughs) (laughs) you understand what i'm saying like the perspective that i and the vantage point that i have right now is this is amazing um i appreciate you being thoughtful and and kind and humble enough to even ask me to 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 do this uh i'm hoping that you know just through this process of having a black at sprout like people can learn uh from from my experiences from my mistakes um, learn how to navigate some of these waters that can be extremely difficult when you haven't had that mentor or just somebody to, that that has done it before. Um, so yeah, just a, a huge, huge thank you to you for even doing this, man. Thank it's you. yeah, one hundred percent appreciated. You're welcome, and thank you for saying it out loud. <laughs> yes, very much so. Appreciate it. All right, all right. Well, I know you got to go uh, meet up with some uh, some of the team and, yep. and celebrate a bit. So That's right. thank you again, and I uh, have a great evening. You know it. You too. thanks everyone.